Daryl Go Power Cat joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Tim does a great job. His crew, his staff does a great job as well covering uh, the Kansas State Wildcats joining us here on the show. Before we get to Tim, just a reminder, uh, take a moment out, leave that rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We'll send you free Heartland College Sports koozie. If you do that for us, just send us a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get that koozie in the mail for you. All right, Tim, let's uh, start off with football here for the Wildcats. They lose the game against uh, Navy in the Liberty Bowl. And you would have loved to have won that game, obviously. It would have been a nice bow and an incredible season. So how much does that loss take some of the wind out of the sails of this 2019 year, the first under Chris Kleiman? Well, yeah. I mean, winning's always better than losing, and uh, they had an opportunity to win that game. They just didn't perform well enough offensively um, in that contest at the Liberty Bowl. And, you know, still, uh, going back to when we chatted earlier in the year, I mean, if you said eight and four regular season, eight and five overall, I'd probably been pretty happy with that. Although there was dreams of 10 wins, let's not forget, at some point in the season. And really, it was attainable for Kansas State as you look back over the course of the season. Some winnable games that let slip away. But uh, to get eight wins in the first season of a new coach, that picked up a program that hadn't gone to a bowl, uh, you got to mark that up as a success. Even in that loss, a great year for Chris Kleiman in year one when you talk about the fact, you know, no scholarship running backs entering the year. When we look back on 2019, Tim, for this Kansas State Wildcats team, how are we going to evaluate what was the first year of the Chris Kleiman era in Manhattan? Yeah, you, you know, you hope if you're a Kansas State person to – build off this and it just keeps going forward we we don't know where this is going and you're only as good as your last movie review and if they go six and six last year it will take some of the edge next year it'll take some of the edge off of what they did this year but uh, you know i think it shows that he knows how to build a program even though he didn't do that at north dakota state he inherited success and built upon that success and uh showed that he his systems could be very productive now mm-hmm. He ran into some issues with his systems, to be blunt, with a lack of depth and some overall talent at Kansas State, but did show that he can compensate for some of that now that they're in the you know, recruiting business and they've got their first full class that is their own. I think we're going to continue to see an uptick in performance by Kansas State as they get more and more players that fit exactly what they want to do on both sides of the ball. And, you know, if I was, uh, if football was a stock, I'd be buying Kansas State right now. Tim, how have you seen the recruiting uh, elements of Chris Kleiman? How have you seen his style differentiate itself from Bill Snyder's style? You know, the end result is they're getting very similar players. Now, I think Chris Kleiman is getting maybe a tick better, uh, a few more. There's less reaches at the end because the biggest contrast in styles is they attack the early recruiting a lot more than Coach Snyder did. Coach was an ardent believer in seeing what you know, 17, 18-year-old young man did as a senior. Uh, and there's a lot to be said for that, and that's how you recruited back in the day. And, um, you know, you really, as you know, men change a lot, boys change a lot between 15, 16, 17, and 18, and and we're recruiting more and more on what they are as 16-year-olds, and it doesn't always work out. And I think that's why we see so many programs that get four or five-star guys 
this doesn't quite work out because <clears throat> maybe those guys hit their physical peak. Mm-hmm. Chris Kleiman's willing to go in and, and evaluate a little bit earlier than Coach Snyder. He had a good chunk of his recruiting class done before the season even started, and that was a radical change in what uh, Coach Snyder liked to do. And when it came around then in December for signing day, much of the work was done, and the players were cemented. They weren't very soft in their commitment, and it really paid off to an uneventful signing day for the most part. If anything, there was a few positives. So uh, I think it uh, shows that they're going to get more viable players out of their recruiting classes than Coach Snyder was, certainly during Snyder 2.0. Tim Fitzgerald, Go Power Catch, joining us here on the show. Uh, Tim, uh, on that note, do you think this new early signing period that's in, what, year three or four now, is that the kind of system that helps a Kansas State or hurts a Kansas State? Well, you know, it just depends on how you want to play the game. I, I think uh, in a weird way, and he wouldn't admit this, it, it was helping Bill Snyder because it forced him to get into the game a little bit earlier in terms of recruiting because the early signing period was <clears throat> intended to be a chance for guys that were locked in on their schools to go ahead and sign. And I think we all assumed about 50% of the players would then wait till the spring or, you know, the February period. And that's, that's not how it worked out. Now, primarily, almost all the players are signing in December. So it, it makes it very important to get out there uh, and get established early. I think the biggest winners in this are programs that are established and can recruit over you know a two-year, three-year period a young man that then is very comfortable to make that decision as his senior season wraps up to go ahead and commit to someone. I think it's a real deterrent or a real detriment to anyone hiring a new coach because often much of the talent has been signed by the time that coach lands on campus or very soon after. And it's really hard for new coaches to come in and get a bunch of players that can help them right away. So Chris Kleiman do a pretty good job of that on short notice last year. So it's uh, changed the game quite a bit. It now allows a program like Kansas State uh, to turn its attention to, you know, the 21 class and the 22 class so that they can start getting those running starts that are advantageous to programs that have been in place for a while. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo. And while the big 12 bowl games are in the books, we've still got plenty of big 12 hoops on tap. Yep. And you want to get in the game with MyBookie.ag and the promo code big 12. That's big one, two for a 50% sign up bonus. Here's how this works. Um, you make your deposit, your first time deposit, And 50% of whatever you put in goes right into your account as cash. It doesn't need to be unlocked. It's just there to play with and win with. And Big 12 basketball season is going to be outstanding, by the way. It's going to be a ton of close games, a lot of fun to follow, a lot of fun to bet on as well. And you want to do it at mybookie.ag with the promo code BIG12 and get your free Money, literally free money. MyBookie.ag promo code BIG12. And that'll lead you right into March Madness when the betting is going to be absolutely outstanding and out of this world. So help us out, help them out, and have some fun. Help yourself out. MyBookie.ag promo code BIG12. It's MyBookie.ag promo code BIG12. Tim Fitzgerald, Go Power Cat, is uh, joining us here on the show. Always great to have him on. You know, Tim, uh, Matt Rule, the new big news this week, he is leaving Baylor and he's heading to the Carolina Panthers. That's now two straight off seasons. A Big 12 coach is taking an NFL head coaching job. What does this, uh, this hire and Matt Rule leaving Baylor mean for the Big 12? 
it hurts the conference overall because he's a great football coach. But I kind of sensed from day one, you know, with his name always coming up with NFL jobs, that his time in Waco would be short because the NFL, when the NFL loves you, they don't give you up until they get you. And that's what happened here. He did a marvelous job. Maybe his agents get a standing ovation of leveraging two jobs against each other. And, um, you know, he ends up in Carolina. We all assumed to be New York because he's a New York guy, but apparently the Giants wouldn't go the extra mile. And boy, um, Carolina went the extra mile with that contract. Yeah. Kind of opened things up there in the Big 12 because Baylor was slowly establishing itself as the number two program in the conference. Now, whoever the head coach will be um, as a challenge of picking up where Matt Rule has left off and, and perpetuating it. It's going to be very interesting to see what Baylor does. Uh, I would assume that they will stay the course with this coaching staff and, and hire from within. We will see what they do. But um, it's it's just huge, and it just shows what a great young coach Matt Rule is, mm-hmm. that he could get that kind of contract in his first NFL job. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and, and I mean, you mentioned how wide open things might be now next year. It's it's really interesting because I think, you know, we can pencil in OU for one of those two spots of the Big 12 championship. But you think about it then, Tim. You I know it's early, but you can make an argument for maybe half the other teams in the Big 12 on if things just break right, like they kind of did for Baylor this year, winning four games by, you know, a score or less. Hey, why not us? Yep, you're exactly right. The irony is Baylor earned that respect, earned that spot in the Big 12 championship game because it played defense, and that's not been something that the conference has been known to do. Uh, I I think Kansas State did a little bit of that. They were kind of hit and miss in that department, but we saw great progress on the defensive side of the ball in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So ironically, I think defense will get you there. And, And let's be honest, after we saw what happened to Oklahoma in the playoffs, and maybe we just have three really special teams in college football this year, and the fourth was going to get beaten up no matter who it was in the playoff. But uh, I don't think Oklahoma is quite what Oklahoma has been, and I'm not saying they're slipping. Uh, We don't know if this is a trend yet or if it was just a down year, but they did come into Manhattan and get beat last year. You know, So is Oklahoma coming back? If that trend continues next year, if it does develop a trend, it gets very interesting for this conference. Yeah, uh, you know the conference isn't different than any other year. They this conference needs Oklahoma and Texas to be good to get national respect. Period, and it's it's unfair to the Baylor's, the TCU's, the Kansas States, the Iowa States. It's just the way the national perception is laid out. It would be best if you're a Kansas State or one of those other programs if you were up there battling with Oklahoma and Texas, and then getting a little of that uh, I don't know secondary respect off of playing at their level. So we'll see how next year plays out. But you're right, brother. It is wide open. It really is. It's going to be a lot of fun for fans and for those of us that uh, follow this conference to see what unfolds here over the next uh, several months or so. Tim Fitzgerald, Go Powercat, does a great job uh, covering Kansas State. We love having him on the show and keeping us up to speed with what's happening there in Manhattan. Let's talk a little hoops here uh, for a few minutes, Tim, before we wrap it up with you here. Uh, We have the game on Saturday. They start off Big 12 play. OU closes that game on a 12-0 run. Uh, K-State falls to 7-6 and six overall this year. Is this a sign of things to come in in what feels like a, a kind of a rebuilding year, but kind of not? Like, how do we identify what this year is going to be? Well, they have some veteran talent. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Curtis Jada, Xavier Sneed, 
uh, are very good players. McCommon Williams should be playing at a higher level. He's playing his worst basketball he's played at Kansas State. He's a senior. Um, so the dysfunction with this program isn't the fact that they've got three freshmen in the main rotation and a junior college point guard who plays a lot. Uh, should be playing more, some might argue, including myself. Uh, the dysfunction is that the older guys aren't playing to the level at which they were expected to perform as they inherit the reins from a great group of guys, Dean Wade, Barry Brown, Kamau Stokes. They haven't stepped up in the ways they need to, not just to, you know, statistically, but probably in the locker room. There's some real dysfunction with this team. You can see it. Uh, they looked pretty good against Oklahoma for a big chunk of that game, but then when you know the pressure got cranked up, turnovers showed up, and uh, they just couldn't make a shot to you know for their lives down the stretch. That's a sign of a bad basketball team, Peter. I mean, it's just no other way around it. If you can't make plays in clutch time, you're not going to win games. And uh, this early stretch of the schedule means a lot to Kansas State. You know, you're not dead in the water if you go 0-2 or whatever. Kansas State did that last year and won the Big 12 along with Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. But this team didn't have the guns to make up for an early deficit, and they don't have the mental strength uh, and the leadership to make up for that. It could end up in a real bad tailspin for the Wildcats. Hey, guys, it's Pete Mundo, and as we keep it rolling, we talk stats all the time on this show, right? And did you know that 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff? 80% of women think men should manscape. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. That's from Business Wire. Well, that's why we're proud that support for Heartland College Sports comes from Manscaped who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. How about that play on words? You guys like that? That's why the revolutionary Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag in the place you don't want to nick or snag, right? It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. It's exactly what you're looking for, especially as you go for the uh, you know new year, new me here in 2020. So go get 20% off and free shipping with the code HEARTLAND20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code HEARTLAND20 at manscaped.com. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Tim, I'm curious to get your thoughts here then on on Coach Weber. I mean, he has the great postseason run a couple of years ago. They get to the Elite Eight. Outside of that, he doesn't have a trip beyond the – really beyond the second round, I believe it is. Maybe even the first. Um, But he doesn't have a trip beyond the second round. So where is he with this program, and how much leash does he have after the Elite Eight run a couple of years back? You know, it all comes down to measurements, What, how you want to measure Coach Weber. Um, you know, the naysayers would measure against these type of seasons that you can't be dropping off. Just because you win a Big, tw- Big 12 title doesn't give you uh, permission to go drop off the edge of the cliff, which, which appears to be happening for the second time following two Big 12 titles. Two Big 12 titles are very notable for Kansas State. They haven't done it in 30-plus years or whatever it was. So, yeah. uh, you know, the pro-Weber crowd, if you want to describe it that way, would hang their hats on that. Um but you're right, they had that Elite Eight run, which really kind of redefined Bruce Weber in Kansas State because you can't, you can't argue with an Elite Eight run. I mean, that's just something, even if you got a break here and there, that happens in the NCAA tournament. They did beat Kentucky in what was viewed as a massive upset uh, to get to the Elite Eight. 
But those are the only victories in the bracket of 64 Bruce Weber's had. He did have a win in Dayton, which I hate those first four games. Yep. And I've never, that, that isn't something new to me. I've always hated him. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that got him into the opportunity to get embarrassed by Cincinnati in the round of 64 in that season. So, you know, the fact that the two times they've won the Big 12 tournament, then they've been upset victims in the first round of the NCAA tournament, uh, it depends on how you look at it. You know, you were a champion of the conference, and you did lose in the round of 64. And I think that balance, that teeter-totter right there, sums up the Bruce Weber era at Kansas State. You don't know whether to love him or hate him. I know this, he's a really good man. If he was a jerk, he'd be in big trouble, but people generally like Bruce Weber. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good thing for anybody. <laughs> Got to give him that, absolutely. Tim Fitzgerald, <laughs> Go Power Cat, is joining us here. So then, you know, Tim, I mean, it's interesting because you're admitting that there is concern about this season potentially spiraling out of control, maybe missing an NCAA tournament for the first time in four years. Uh, is it a is it a recruiting issue? Is it the consistency on the recruiting trail? I mean, what could you point to for why that kind of seesaw relationship has been the case here? Well, it's clearly recruiting. I mean, <clears throat> this freshman class is very good. The class they've signed for 2020 is incredibly promising. Probably his best recruiting class he signed at Kansas State. So I think there's faith that there's better things to come in the future. Uh, but you look back over the course of uh, the last four years since they recruited, you know, the big three, as people call them around here, uh, that Brown, Wade, and Stokes class. You have to keep in mind there were eight guys in that class. Eight players out of a roster of 13 were in that recruiting class. Three panned out. So that means five kind of washed out and really didn't do what anyone expected. But they did build a foundation for the program as we see it today. The problem is between now and then, you've had players like Cardi Ejata and Xavier Sneed, clearly Big 12 talents. And then Macau Moeen came in as a transfer from uh, Utah slash junior college ranks. And he's been serviceable as a center, and he's not been very good this year. Mike McGurl seems to be playing his best basketball <clears throat> but he still is probably more of a role player at this level. Four-star player Levi Stockard has been okay if you're optimistic. He's showing some signs. Other than that, they just don't have much talent on this team, mm -hmm. and that's, that's just unbelievable. You stop and pause and look at the roster right now. They have two big men that don't play. They've had a freshman or a sophomore point guard, excuse me, that has transferred out at semester. Uh, they One of their scholarships is a, a walk on a great kid um that they've you know given a scholarship for his senior year and then that leaves them with nine four of them are newcomers mm -hmm. so you got five guys that have been through those last recruiting classes since the big three came through five guys helping your program and and that's that's the problem right there you can talk about rebounding shooting defense whatever you want to talk about <clears throat> The, the, these games are being lost on the recruiting trail, not on the basketball court. Always strong stuff at a Tim Fitzgerald. Go Power Cat. Give him a follow. Those guys do fantastic work. Everything Kansas State. Tim, you're the best. Always appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Always great to talk to Tim Fitzgerald. Go Power Cat. And please spend a moment to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast if you like what you heard. 
And just uh, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Also, our friends at mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, for a 50% sign-up bonus. Place those Big 12 basketball bets. It's mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, BIG12, free 50% deposit Love it. Free money. And then, of course, Manscaped. Our friends at Manscaped. Heartland20 is the promo code. 20% off your order. We love it. Know you will as well. We'll talk to you guys soon. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com.